might as well is an audio gallery that showcases the rejection of the binary frailties of good and evil in favor of truth told via comically allegorical jeremiads. In other words, Hasehamaumo. Uh, by the way, are there any niggers here tonight? What did he say? Why? Is he really getting out of his nut? Are there any niggers here tonight? Is he that desperate for shock value? And he scraped the bottom bound to be that cruel to say, are there any niggers here tonight? Have I ever talked about the Schwartz and they left the room? Or the Moulin Johns or the Arms or placated some southerner by absence of voice when he ranted and raved about the nigger, nigger, niggers? Are there any niggers here? I know I'm working with a nigger. I think I see one nigger couple back there between those two niggers to three kikes. Thank God for the kikes. And two spicks and one mick. We have two spicks, one mick, three kikes, and one spunky, funky, hunky. Any more boogies? Three more sheenies, eight more guineas, six guineas, seven wops, six grease balls. I pass the six dykes, four kikes, and eight niggers. The point... If President Kennedy got on television every day and said, I would like to introduce all the niggers in my cabinet. And all the niggers called each other niggers. They oftentimes times it in front of the old phase. And every day you heard nigger, 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 nigger. In the second month, nigger would mean as much as good night or God bless you when you sneeze. Or perhaps as much as I promise I'll hold to nothing but to do so help me God. Nigger would lose its impact and it'd never make any foil nigger cry when he came home from school. He's a good I want you to make some noise for Don Design from the fucking free state. There's a lot of love out here, but you know, when it's time to battle, we gotta battle. Welcome to Might As Well. Bitch, buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. Jesus fucking Christ is hot. I mean, bruv, yo, this is unsustainable. Like, what the fuck is this, bruv? Yo, you know, I ask myself this one question, you know, as an African. Every single day I go, like, bruv, hey, how the fuck did we make it to the year 2022? As Africans. You know, because it's been hot like this our entire lives. How the fuck did we make it to the year 2022, bruv? This is unsustainable. Legit. Fam, it's so hot that it doesn't make any sense anymore. Like, bruv, hey, I'm recording this shit naked. Okay? I'm out here looking like a fucking jerk-off. <laughs> like, bruv, hey, I'm out here looking like a fool. Okay, bruv, I'm a fucking dum-dum. 
I'm recording this shit naked, dick dangling, of course, on brand. However, that's neither here nor there, bruv. Hey, it's hot as fuck in South Africa right now. This is unsustainable. And on top of that, we don't have electricity. So I'm recording this shit, right? In the fucking scorching heat. On top of that, there's no electricity. So hey, no fan, right? No air conditioning, none of that. Bruv, hey, I'm, I'm sitting in the dark, okay? With my fucking lantern on as my source of light. Bruv, none of this shit is sustainable. This fucking experiment we call South Africa doesn't make sense. Let's bring back the fucking national party. Okay, bro, let's bring back... Hey, let, how about let's give the whites the power? Let's give it back. Legit. Let's give back the power to the whites. We failed. Okay, bro, my fucking BEE brethren tried and they failed. Their fucking greed runneth over. These motherfuckers are greedy. These ANC motherfuckers are greedy. It's over. The experiment failed. Nelson Mandela failed. We, we, listen, bruv. Hey, we lost. Okay? We played the game and we lost. Now, let's give the whiteies the power back. How about that? Right? Let's give back the power. Maybe, maybe then, maybe then we'll get back the power. Right? Maybe ESCOM will start firing on all cylinders like back in the days. Right? You know, bruv, I saw this uh, this magazine ad, right? This ESCOM magazine ad from back in the days. I think it's, it's from the 80s or some shit like that. And, bruv, yo... ESCOM was so efficient back in the days that they were out here taking shots at candles. Okay, bruv? These motherfuckers bought an entire page on some fucking magazine. I forgot the name of the mag. Right? They bought an entire fucking page and they dropped an ad. An ad where they were taking shots at candles. They were dissing candles. So we are going to see some good things coming out of ESCOM. That I promise you because I've seen and many of us have seen how he works and how he functions. We're stabilizing the whole system and making sure that uh, the load shedding reduces more and more. Is there light at the end of the tunnel? Yes, there is light at the, at the end of the tunnel. Thank you. Government will take further measures to ensure state-owned enterprises fulfill their economic as well as their developmental mandates. We are going to intervene decisively to stabilize and revitalize state-owned enterprises. The recent action we have taken at ESCOM to strengthen governance root out corruption and restore the financial position is just the beginning of the processes that we are going to embark on. We need to take bold decisions and decisive action when it comes to ESCOM. 
The consequences may be painful, but they will be even more devastating if we delay taking action. South Africa is a movie. We live in a drama. It's a series. Every day you will be shocked by something new. Uh, we have even forgotten what shocked us two weeks. Talk about confidence. Talk about bravado. Talk about big energy energy. <laughs> Bruv, hey, these niggas, fam, yo, before BEE, these niggas had BEE. ASCOM had BEE before BEE was a thing, bruv. Back in the days, these niggas were taking shots at candles. These motherfuckers were dissing candles. That's how efficient ESCOM was in the 80s. I mean, bruv, yo, nah, 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 nah. Yo, bring the fucking good times back. How about that? How about that? Let's just, let's just fucking reset this entire thing. Okay? Let's reset this entire thing, bruv. Let's rewind. How about that? Let's fucking exhume Nelson Mandela and ship him back. Right? Ship him back to the fucking island. Legit. Let's ship him back. And of course, let's get Daddy Mpofu's dick back into his fucking wife. How about that? Let's ship him back. Exhume Nelson Mandela, bruv. Yo, hey, let's rewind. Legit. We failed. We fucking failed, bruv. Mr. De Klerk is not the president of South Africa. <laughs> he is the president of the whites. <laughs> January 1994. Nelson Mandela at a party congress. Relaxed. Our leaders are out here looking like dumb fucks. Okay, bruv? We have... Hey, bruv, our leaders are behaving like youngins. I mean, fam, yo, South Africa, have you niggas seen Figilimbalula lately? I mean, bruv, hey, what's going on over there? What's happening over there? What happened to his hair? What happened to his fucking beard? Bruv, what's up with his face? He's out here looking like a fool. Like, dude, hey, Figlin Balula is out there looking like my fucking nutsack. Bruv, hey, what's going on in South Africa, bruv? What's going on? Bruv, ESCOM in the 80s, right? ESCOM, the fucking national party's ESCOM, was out here dissing candles, right? Them niggas, bruv, them niggas were out there feeling themselves. On some, bruv, nah, what we got, what we got is better than candlelight. What we got, what we got is better than wax, my nigga. My shape up better, my car fast, my drip better, my clothes fit better, my hoes better, my tattoos better. I'm stronger than you, my bitch thicker than yours, my guns bigger than yours, nigga, my guns bigger than yours. I talk better than you, I hustle better, I can get a dollar quicker than you. I talk better, I walk better, my shoes fit me better, I get paid more than you. Now fast forward to today. Bruv, yo, yo, nobody, nobody would ever diss candles. So bruv, yo, K 
candles are back. Right? Candles are like, <laughs> y'all niggas, y'all niggas thought. Y'all thought. You motherfuckers thought shit was sweet. Bruv, candles are back, bruv. They back like they never left because, huh, yeah, you guessed it, they never left. Oh, fucking facts, bruv. Candles are like, yo, bruv, yo, wax on, wax off. Nah, nigga, we never off, nigga. We been out here, nigga. Just waiting to pounce. We've been chilling in the fucking shadows. Like fucking Mossad agents. Candles are back. They're back. Because our black brothers and sisters are in charge. These niggas are out here fumbling the power. Dear South Africa, our leaders are fumbling the power. Literally and figuratively. No fucking facts, bruv. Next thing you know, the fucking DA takes over. Then we fucked. Hey, hey, then, hey, then, then we fucked. Then we pagged. You feel me, bruv? Then ass agape. Legit, bruv. It's fu- Bruv, yo, yo, I'm sweating right now. Okay, bruv? It's fucking, bruv, yo, it's dummy hot. It's stupid hot. I mean, bruv, I'm all here looking like a fucking bloody fool, bruv. All naked and shit. Fam, yo, I'm somebody's husband. Okay, bruv? And quite frankly, bruv, yo, listen. I have brought shame to my fucking family, bruv. I'm recording naked. I'm talking to the world. Naked. What the fuck is this, bruv? I blame the ANC. Okay, bruv? I blame Nelson Mandela, bruv. Hey, my balls are out because of Nelson Mandela. What the fuck is going on, bruv? Hmm? What's going on in South Africa? Like, bruv, hey, like, what, what, what the fuck? Yo, what's the, what's the plan here? There will never, never, never be blood shedding again. Lies, lies, lies. And everywhere is lies. Lies. Where the fuck is this shit going to end? What's the plan, bruv? Like, yo, South Africa is a failing state. Okay, bruv, we are morphing into a fucking banana republic. What the fuck is this, bruv? Are we gonna end up... Are we gonna end up becoming Haiti? Are we gonna end up just, you know, just giving up and just going, you know what, bruv, we are Zimbabwe. That's it. Bruv, yo, evidently, Southern Africa is cursed. Fuck it. Africa as a whole is fucking cursed. Legit. Niggas be out here slaughtering goats. Right? Motherfuckers are searching for luck. Motherfuckers be out here killing chickens, sheep all day, every day, cows. Bruv, how many cows get slaughtered in Africa per capita? Huh, bruv? Hey, fam, how many sheep get slaughtered in South Africa per capita? Niggas are searching for luck. 
Where the fuck is the luck? Evidently, all of these fucking rituals are not working. The fuck, bruv? Everybody, everybody claims to have magic in South Africa. All of these motherfuckers are becoming Sangomas. All of them. All of them. Hey, I'm a, I'm a Tambati. Hey, I'm a Panty. Bruv, all of these motherfuckers are becoming Sangomas. How about use your powers for good? How about how about be be the fucking provider of light? How about save the fucking grid? How about that? Use your powers for good. We are in the fucking dark, Dr. Maweni. We are in the fucking dark. Save the grid. Use your fucking snake. <laughs> To fucking, hey bruv, to fucking save the grid. We are in the dark. Motherfuckers be out here bewitching their fucking husbands and boyfriends. Hey, stop doing dumb shit. Okay, bruv? Stop using your powers for fucking, for sex and fucking relationships and dumb shit. Bruv, hey, save the grid. How about save the fucking Midupi power station? Jesus fucking Christ, bruv. It's hot as fuck in South Africa and we don't have electricity. Niggas are talking about stage four and stage three. Oh, oh, Maui, oh, electricity is gonna bounce three times today. Buckle the fuck up. I'd be like, bruh, yo, yo, I don't even wanna think. About the fucking... Yo, yo, the, the this fucking electricity situation, bruv. Listen, I'm tired. Okay, bruv? I don't even want to think about it. I'm sick and tired of this shit, bruv. All fucking facts. Might as well pack my fucking bags and go. Hit the fucking road. Hit the road, Jack. The world is waiting for me, bruv. I'm fucking talented. I'm gifted. Bruv, I'm gonna take my talents to the fucking, hey, to the EU. Watch me, watch me bounce. Watch me leave this fucking country, bruv. I'm tired. Okay? I'm sick and tired of you, motherfuckers, bruv. I'm tired of the politics. I'm tired of the people. I'm tired of the fucking load shedding. Yo, Eskom, hey, how about, how about just fucking wrap it up? Because evidently you niggas are struggling to figure it out. Duh. So wrap it up. Sell yourself. How about that? Sell yourself to the highest bidder. Sell yourself to fucking Mutsipe because Mutsipe is buying everything. Right? He's into fucking banking, mining, you know, sport. He's everywhere. Sell yourself to Patrice Mutsipe or sell yourself to the fucking Pisanes. Right? Andil is looking to cop. Right, Andy Limpisane is looking to cop some energy, bruv. Niggas are making a fucking mockery out of him. Right? Niggas are dissing him, oh. Oh, look at Andy Limpisane playing soccer. He's out there looking like a fool. But guess what? Guess what? We are all fools in South Africa. We are all dum-dums. We are all Andy Limpisanes in South Africa. Okay, bruv? We are Andy Limpisane, and Andy Limpisane is us. Right, we are one and the same. Look at me. I'm recording naked. 
Okay, because because it's hot. It's hot. The fuck you want me to do? What the fuck, bro? Hey, what the fuck do you want me to do? We don't have electricity, right? And this is South Africa, bro. You can't be out here opening windows at night. Like, oh yeah, mangatoli breeze. No, na 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 na. This is South Africa, right? If you open the window, bruv, your weird shit comes into the fucking crib. Next thing you know, I'm sleeping out here with bats. Bats watching me, bruv. Imagine a fucking bat watching me like a hawk at night, bruv, as I lay, bruv. As I lay over here naked. Right? It's silly. Can't be doing some shit like that, bruv. Motherfuckers be out here practicing witchcraft. You can't be opening windows when it's hot in South Africa, bruv. You gotta be careful. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Shit ain't sweet in South Africa, bruv. Oh, Maui, Maui. Maui. <laughs> Open your window, Maui. Nigga, nah. This is not New York. <laughs> okay, bruv. This is not... Hey, bruv. My life... Is not an episode of Sex in the City, my nigga. This is not girls. Shit is real in South Africa. Oh, open your window. Let the breeze in. Let the breeze take you away, Maui. Feel the breeze against your skin. Nigga, what? Nigga, nah. No. Allow the breeze to cloak your body, Maui. Nigga, no. Okay, bruv? This is not an ad for Venus. So, I'm your Venus. I'm your power. Your desire. Nigga, no. How does the song go? I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Your desire. Nigga, no. We ain't doing that. You heard that? Some weird shit just falling in the background. I'm, hey, hey, TIA. This is Africa. Okay, bruv, weird shit. Bruv, yo, weird shit happens in the dark. The whole fucking city is just covered in darkness right now, bruv. We don't have electricity for like, what, two hours? Or some shit like that? They call this shit stage three. Okay, bruv? The electricity bounced at 10 p.m. It's coming back at 12 a.m. We fucked. This shit is a joke, bruv. It's a fucking joke. Right? Luckily, my wife is not here for a couple of days. Right? She's not here to experience this shit. I'm out here looking like a fool. Jesus fucking Christ, bruv. You know? I'm a married man, bruv. I can't be out here looking like a dumb fuck. And yo, talking about marriage. Right? I'm seeing some of you fucking bitches all over Twitter talking about, Oh, I'll never get married. I'm not about to bring the government into my relationship. I'm not about to politicize my relationship with my lover. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Everything is political. Everything. Okay, bruv? Marriage is political. Money is political. Your fucking careers are political. Love is political. Sex is political. Everything. The fuck are you talking about? 
Oh, oh, I'm not about to turn my my relationship into a political campaign. What? <laughs> you bitches are dumb. You motherfuckers are dumb. There's a lot of benefits to being married, bruv. Right? Beyond the love. Beyond the fucking love. There's a lot of benefits. Political benefits. Financial benefits. It's a beautiful thing. Take advantage of this shit. It's a game. Play ball. Bruv, yo, at some point, you have to ask yourself, yo, do I want to win or nah? Hey, bruv, hey, do you want to win the game or no? Because if you don't want to win the game, guess what? Guess what? The fucking house wins. Okay, bruv? We are all gambling. And if you don't want to win, the house wins. Okay, here's a $10 bill. This is garbage. Your people in South Africa, you have your rand, right? That's going to zero. Euros are going to zero. The yen's going to zero. The Chinese currency is going to zero. It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. It's all going to fucking zero. And then you buy the deal. It's all going to zero. A microsecond. Like that. And then you buy the deal. My boy Clay had faith in you. You said Asia was max bidding. <laughs> call Kyle and call the devs and do something. Alright, I, I don't know what to say. Call the devs and do something. Another cryptocurrency that's going to be just as large as Bitcoin someday. Call the devs and do something. Call Elon! Fuck Elon! Call the devs and do something. Be Bitcoin! <laughs> And the niggas who own this fucking property, bruv, they don't give a fuck about you, right? If you don't want to play ball, the niggas who own this fucking house will fucking destroy you, okay, bruv? They will fucking subjugate you, bruv, legit. Niggas be like, oh, no, I don't want to play ball. You see, bruv, all of this fucking altruistic bullshit, bruv. Hey, it doesn't work. In the grand scheme of things, right? Altruism doesn't work. Being all fucking pious doesn't work. Because these niggas are savages. The J, bruv. These fucking politicians, billionaires, all of these ma- These motherfuckers are savages. They don't give a fuck about you, bruv. Oh, I don't want to politicize my relationship. I'm not about to bring the government into my relationship. I, it's all good. But just know this, bruv. You are going to be, hey, listen, listen, listen. You're going to get fucked. Okay? These are just facts. Because nobody is coming to save us. So might as well play ball. Might as well tip the fucking scales in your favor. Don't play yourself. Oh, 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 I don't like politics in my relationship, bruv. Everything is political. Right? You pulling up saying that you don't want the government 
in your fucking relationship. That's a political statement. Everything is political. Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I fucking lie? The food you eat is political. Podcasting is political. Right? The movies you watch, political. Right? Everything around us is political. So I don't get it when people say, Oh, I don't want to bring politics into my relationship. I don't want the government into my relationship. I'm not about to bring a fucking government-issued contract into my relationship, bruv. Hey, the government is all over your situation. The government is all over you. Okay, bruv, everything you do goes through the government first. Okay? It's all political, so might as well play ball. Because the people that play ball, especially at the highest fucking levels, them niggas don't give a fuck about you. I mean, bruv, we all saw those fucking texts, right? By Elon Musk and his wealthy friends. You saw how these niggas talk, right? You saw those fucking messages, bruv. Yo, if you haven't, simply Google Elon Musk texts. Do yourself a fucking favor, bruv, and go through those fucking messages. These niggas are in their own tiny fucking bubble. (laughs) Them niggas are out of touch. They don't give a fuck about you, bruv. Them niggas be out there talking about a billion as if it's a dollar. Them niggas, bruv, yo, Larry Ellison was like, hey, bruv, how much do you want me to invest in Twitter? Hey, Elon, how much do you want? A billion? Huh? Two billion? What do you want? What do you want? How much money do you want? I'll give it to you. It's crazy. Joe Rogan is out there going, yo, you gotta get Twitter. You gotta get Twitter, Elon. You gotta get it. Make it happen. Change the world. Change the fucking algorithm. Let's kill wokeism. Niggas are too woke. Let's put them back to sleep. Night night, bitches. It's crazy. You saw how those niggas talk. Them niggas are at the fucking highest level of this game. And they don't care about you, bruv. They don't. Niggas be out here talking about, Oh, I'll never bring, I'll never bring the government. I'll never, oh, I'll never do that. All the government. Oh my God, bruv, bruv, bruv. Don't play yourself, bruv. Legit. Legit, bruv. Hey, listen, listen. Marriage is not for everybody, okay? Marriage is for lucky people like myself. Of course, I'm a lucky guy, right? I've never been dumped. Bruv, you know when people talk about being dumped? I'd be like, what the fuck are you niggas talking about? I've never went through that. (laughs) Okay, bruv, because, hey, hey, I married my first girlfriend. And listen, I know some of you niggas are out there going, oh, Maui, nah, you gotta live. 
Maui, you didn't live. Nigga, no, nigga. I saw, hey, bruv, I watched niggas live, and that shit is not fun. That shit is dumb. Oh, oh, get it out of your system, Maui. You got, you gotta get the fucking pussy out your system. I be like, nigga, no. You niggas are silly. That's craziness. That's dumb, dumb. So no, it's not for everybody. I get it. However, don't play yourself. Right? That shit, that shit right there, bruv. It's right up there with people, you know, South Africans, who be out here claiming that um, they are not polyglots. And I'd be like, bruv, hey, if you are black and South African, you are a polyglot by default. <laughs> okay? Saying, bruv, hey, saying you'll never bring the government into your relationship is as dumb as not labeling yourself a polyglot because you don't speak French. And I'd be like, bruv, hey, you speak Zulu, you speak Sesotho, you speak Sibeti, bruv, hey, you, you are polyglot. You are a polyglot, right? Niggas only think that being a polyglot applies to people who know European languages. No, right? If you speak Sibeti, Sesotho, Sesulu, English, bruv, hey, you're a polyglot. You ain't gotta learn, you ain't gotta learn, learn Spanish. You ain't gotta learn Portuguese. No, you are already a polyglot. Keep it moving. Stop saying dumb shit for the fuck of it. How about that? We need to do better as a people. Stop saying dumb shit just because. Justin J. J-U-S-T, net for control, for no fucking reason at all. Do better. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so hot. You know? It's so, so fucking hot, bruv. It doesn't make any sense anymore. You know? The fucking icebergs are melting. Right? Hurricane Ian is wilding in America. I mean, bruv, yo, it's only gonna get worse. Greta Thunberg tried to warn you niggas, and none of you motherfuckers listened. Niggas were out here buying VW polos, right? Drake is out here flying all over the place. Drake, bruv, hey, Drake gotta chill. What's going on over there? He's doing a bit too much, that's all I'm saying, right? Did y'all hear the clip of him, you know, speaking patois? Going all oh, the islands, man, no. I'm the islands, and the islands are me. Oh, Jamaica is me, and I'm Jamaica. I'm like, oh, what's, what's, what's happening? Right? It's all in the fucking Conros. I mean, if I had to rate my Jamaican accent, I would say I'm elite. I mean, what does dance hall, patois, the islands all have in common? Drake. Puerca, puerca, call me Shabarach Drake. Puerca, puerca. So when you hear me speaking a Jamaican accent, just go with it. I am the island. When you come at him, they call it broken odds. It's better than whatever party. Don't know it from the start. Me tell him, stay dirty, yeah. Six, 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 six.
and more tune for your head top. So watch how you speak on my name, you know? So if you've kept up with Drake's last few albums, you've probably noticed a recurring Jamaican theme. Unruly. Unruly. My There's the implicit homage in some beats. And then there's Drake's use of patois. For a guy whose style goes from here to here, he's had mixed luck crafting a character that can pull off this dialect. So how does a kid with an American father and a European Jewish mother end up with valid links to Jamaican dance hall? Well, you can thank Toronto for that. It's where Drake grew up. And it's a fact he loves to shout from the rooftops. I was running through the, six with my the city is known for its multiracial identity, and it shows up in Drake's music, in his life, and also in the data. In Still Here, Drake asks, That intersection, Jane Street and Weston Road, is on the outskirts of an enclave of Jamaican Canadians. It's on the west side of the city, where Drake grew up, until he moved to the wealthier section in the center of the city in the sixth grade. On the eastern side of the city, you can see another concentration of Jamaican neighborhoods around Scarborough. That's the filming location for Drake's pop culture debut in Degrassi. He references as much in Worst Behavior. So in 2001, about 71% of Canada's Jamaican population lived in Toronto. And Drake has really been playing up his connection to that identity in his music lately. Take Drake's frequent collaborator, producer Boy Wanda, who was born in Kingston, Jamaica, but raised in Toronto. That migration is pretty common in Ontario. That province has by far been the most popular destination for Caribbean-Canadian immigrants since the 1960s. Granted, only 3% of Toronto citizens are Jamaican. So people on the internet are having this conversation about whether all of this is authentic, or if Drake is taking advantage of some convenient cultural cachet. But when you hear Drake breaking into this accent, know that it's because he just wants you to see him as a young guy from Toronto, even if he lives in LA now. Never get Conros. Okay, bruv, that's how R. Kelly lost his mind. That nigga got Conros, and it all went downhill from there, bruv. Homie started talking about, yo, the remix to Ignition. Hot and fresh out the kitchen, bruv. No. Nope. And then it got weird. Right? He said all of that, and then it got weird. He got Conros, and then it got weird. Drake got Conros, and then it got weird. And then it got weird. I mean, bruv, he dropped a fucking house album. And listen, hey, I'm all for exploring. I'm all for growing as an artist. However, a fucking house album. Hey, listen, I'm happy for Black Coffee. However, still, a house album from Drake. And that shit, that shit wasn't even hot. I mean, bruv, yo, he should have dropped a fucking I'm a piano song. How about that? Do something else. How about, how about spice it up? It got weird. Right? He's out here fucking, yo, dude. He's out here perving. 
over this young girl, DJ Waffles. I mean, Uncle Waffles. <laughs> DJ Uncle Waffles. <laughs> right? What's her name? Uncle Waffles, right? Drake is out here just wildin', bruv. He's out here fucking swooning and fawning over this young girl, Uncle Waffles. I'd be like, bruh, Drake is obsessed with Uncle Waffles. It's getting silly. Jib, bruv, it's getting fucking silly, bruv. We need to do better as a species, man. Legit. As a species. Right? Stop saying dumb shit, bruv. For the fuck of it. Who the fuck are you niggas trying to impress? Out here, bruv. Look at everybody. Everybody fucked up. Right? Everybody. Bruv, yo. Who the fuck are you niggas trying to impress? I mean, bruv, yo, nigga, draw, chuman. Yeah? Nigga, nigga, draw, chuman. If these motherfuckers were serious niggas. If these niggas were about it, about it, but yo, most of these niggas that you motherfuckers are trying to impress, these niggas are not, and these niggas, nah, they ain't about it, about it. These niggas ain't all that. These chicks ain't all that. I mean, I mean, come on, bruv. Let's do better. It's getting crazy, bruv. Elon Musk doesn't give a fuck about you niggas, Right? And evidently, you niggas don't give a fuck about niggas. Right? You niggas. Hey, you fucking bastards, bruv. You niggas. You niggas don't give a fuck about other niggas, bruv. Right? You niggas don't care. Fam, hey, you fucking bastards didn't watch bros. I mean, yo, the fucking nerve of you niggas, bruv. Yo, you motherfuckers didn't watch bros. Fam, yo, I thought. Gay bruv? Hey, I thought. I thought that it was bros over hoes. What happened to that? What happened to that? I mean, bruv, yo. Fam, did y'all see that? Bros is, is basically the new Titanic. Bruv, that shit sunk at the fucking box office. Okay? Bros is the new Titanic, bruv. That shit sunk to the gay depths of obscurity. Give my fucking phone back. No. Don't go to my group chat, please. No, no. That's for the boys only. Stop. Open this fucking door. You and your homies send pictures of your balls to each other? <laughs> You're not supposed to know. That's fucking weird. It's not weird. It's the boys. So they know what your balls look like? Fuck yeah. How can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay. Hit man in a top chair. See a man topless. Even a stick is gay. Hugging my brothers and say that I love them. But I don't swing that way. The man them celebrate E. The trap's still running on Christmas Day. Somebody tell Doja Cat. That I'm tryna indulge in that In my great track suit, see the bulging that See the motion clap when you're throwing it back You niggas don't give a fuck Bruv, I thought, I thought you niggas were progressive I thought things were different But evidently, I thought wrong Right? You niggas don't give a fuck You motherfuckers didn't support bros I mean, fam, yo, Kevin Hart pulled up on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, right? 
And he was like, yo, salute you bros, you know, yo, great movie, it's funny, yada, 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 right? And motherfuckers in the comment section were like, bruh, bruh, nah, bruh, nah, bruh, nah, bruh, nah, yo, whoa, whoa, bruh, yo, bruh, yo, whoa, <laughs> right? Kevin Hart was out here bigging up bros, and, and all the fucking bros... Were all fucking brought up. All the bros were brought up. Nah, bruh. Yo, bruh. Whoa, bruh. Nah, bruh. That shit. Nah, bruh. Nah, nah, nah. We don't do that shit over here, bruh. I was like, bruh. Again, again I say. Okay? I I grew up thinking that it's bros over hoes. Evidently, I was wrong. Right? It's bras. Over bros. <laughs> right? Hey, nah, bruh. Nah, nah. It's, it's, it's bruh. Hey, it's bruh. <laughs> it's bras over bros. You niggas. Nah, you motherfuckers, dude. I thought shit was different. Legit. Bruh, yo, I thought you motherfuckers fucked with people like Bernie Sanders and fucking AOC, right? Yo, I thought you niggas were all about, yo, my body, my choice. I thought you niggas supported fucking abortion rights and shit. I thought you niggas were forward thinking. I thought you niggas were progressive. I thought you motherfuckers were liberals. But evidently, you niggas, you niggas are conservative. You niggas don't give a fuck about bros. It's bras over bros. Evidently. Yo, bruv, listen to this shit. Bros. Promoted as the first gay romantic comedy from a major studio, sold an estimated $4.8 million in tickets in the USA and Canada, about 40% less than what was expected. Bruh, you niggas don't care. You niggas don't give a fuck. Listen, bruh, hey, if the movie is bad, then cool. Right? Evidently, bros scared the Little Mermaid black. Now, Ariel is calling her nigga Munch. Bruv, that's neither here nor there. You bastards are savages. You niggas really didn't watch bros? You niggas didn't watch bros? Bruv, what happened? Hmm? What happened to progressiveness? What happened to bros over hoes? What happened to equality? What happened to the fucking weekends are for the boysies? The weekends are for the bros. What happened to that? Hmm? What happened to liberalism? Bruv, I thought shit had changed, but evidently we are stuck in 1992. Right? And man sucking each other's dicks for shits and giggles is still frowned upon. You bastards failed the gays. Okay, bruv? Hey, I thought I thought I was an ally. But evidently I'm not. So, bruv, I too failed the gays. Bruv, you failed the gays. And most definitely Elon Musk and his godforsaken robot failed the gays. Bruv. Hey, what's going on over there? Like, hey, what's up with Elon? 
Hey, bruv, Elon, hey, he failed the gaze because, bruv, hey, let's keep it a buck. What's gayer than presenting a robot to the world? Caution, approximately five seconds remain until impact five, four, three, two, one. Warning, 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 warning. Missile lock detected. Gay! Bruh, did y'all see Elon Musk presenting that fucking robot? I mean, that shit right there, fam. I was like, nah, this shit is gay. Elon pulled up with a fucking humanoid auto blow. I was like, bruh, hey, this shit right here is gay. <laughs> gay, bruh? Hey, presenting another, hey, another being to the world is gay. Okay, fam? What the fuck, man? Yo, presenting an AI robot, an AI machine to the world is gay. Bruv, listen. The, yo, the only time it's acceptable for a man to present basically another man to the world is if that fucking AI man is a car. Okay, bruv? It has to be, it has to be rugged. It has to be rugged, bruv. That shit, that shit gotta be a car, or, or, it has to be a fucking voice assistant. That's the only time it's acceptable. But when I see a guy presenting another guy to the world, I'm like, no, gay. Right? It's like when these teams, you know, these soccer teams, buy a new player and then decide to present the player to the world like oh PSG oh we got Messi oh look at Messi that's gay that fucking presentation is gay oh Barcelona oh we got Lewandowski oh look at him juggling a ball ah uh, gay right I'm just saying I'm just saying bruv we gotta keep it a buck so Elon Musk failed the gays what's going on with Elon Huh? I mean, dude, hey, who the fuck is he, bruv? Is he Gandhi? <laughs> bruv, Elon Musk is out here trying to solve this fucking Eastern European conflict via Twitter polls. This nigga, yo fam, this nigga is out here running Twitter polls talking about Ukrainian Russian peace. I'm like, bruh, what are you talking about? He's like, yo, redo elections of annexed regions under UN supervision. This is how you solve this fucking conflict. Right? This is how you solve it. Crimea, formerly part of Russia, as it has been since 1783. Yo, hey, what are you talking about? Water supply to Crimea assured. Ukraine remains neutral. Yes or no? Bruh, hey, sir. Yo, you doing a bit too much. Okay? You can't be out here talking about buying Twitter, selling cars, Presenting robots to the world, right? Fucking with fucking pigs' brains and shit. And then, and then, 
try to fucking hey no it's too much like you're doing a bit too much my nigga right you are out here implanting chips in animal brains and on top of that you want to you want to solve the fucking world's conflict hey sir you're doing a bit too much relax okay bruv yo this is just fucking crazy bruv I mean bruv yo this fucking guy legit thinks that he's what he's God <laughs> hey bruv hey you are not Mahatma Gandhi my nigga okay relax go away bruh hey elon elon deserves a fucking break take a holiday fam at this rate there's no difference between elon musk and chrissy teigen right elon musk is chrissy teigen he's the male chrissy teigen they are the same person bruh they are addicted to twitter right they are addicted to twitter bruv. it's insane and yeah, 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 I saw that. I saw that he finally agreed to purchasing Twitter. Like, oh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. It's fine. It's fine. Right? Don't release any more messages, please. I'll buy it. Here's the $44 billion that you motherfuckers asked for initially. I don't want to renegotiate. It's fine. Let's just I'll buy it. Just don't release any more of my fucking private messages. Right, it's silly. He's not Gandhi. Legit. Hey, hey, Elon, how about, how about, you know, go all the way. Fam, hey, listen, if you want to be Gandhi, listen, go all the way. Go full Gandhi, bruv. Right? Instead of polluting the fucking low Earth orbit. With Starlink satellites, how about go on a hunger strike? Hey Elon, hey, stop jerking off your robot bro. Okay? Leave your robot bro alone, my nigga. Stop tagging on your bro. Leave your bro alone, my nigga. Hey, leave your bra alone, bro. <laughs> hey, bra. Hey, hey, bra. Leave your bra alone, my nigga. And go lay with teenage girls to challenge your sexual urges, bruv. Go Gandhi, bro. Go Gandhi. Legit. This nigga, hey, you know what? After this, right? Once you've solved this fucking Ukrainian slash Russian war. Hey, bruv, how about go all the way? And tackle the Israeli slash Palestinian war, bruv. We need solutions. Right? We need problem solvers. We need solutions for the fucking war in Ethiopia. Right? Solve that. Right? Solve this fucking Ethiopian and Tigray war, bruv. We need solutions. 
pull up to South Africa. We need solutions for xenophobia, BBLs, and of course, load shedding. Pull up to South Africa, bruv. Go Gandhi. Be racist towards black people. And of course, use women as walking sticks, bruv. Pull up. We need your progressive ideas. Pull up to South Africa. Go fool Gandhi. This fucking guy, bruv. Elon, I, it, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, bruv? Like this guy, like, who the fuck is this nigga, bruv? Who the fuck is this guy? Like, bruv, Silicon Valley is just, it, it's a fucking cesspool over there. It's silly. And word is motherfuckers are racist as fuck over there, bruv. Silicon Valley is super racist and, of course, sexist. Right? These boy club motherfuckers, eh? these niggas, and all these niggas are dumb. We saw the fucking messages. All of these leaders of industry are dumb fucks. We saw the messages. Niggas like Larry Ellison, right? I was like, what the fuck, bruv? Yo, yo, reading those Elon Musk messages, bruv, it's like, it's, it's a whole fucking revelation, bruv. It's enlightening. Legit. Right? After reading that shit, I was like, whoa, like, these people are super unimpressive. Like, there's nothing impressive about these people. All of these niggas are winging it. None of them are geniuses. Right? They just have access to money because, of course, they are white. Right? That's what Silicon Valley is. Silicon Valley is the pinnacle of white privilege, right? That's where white privilege goes to thrive. Silicon Valley and now Texas, right? Niggas are now moving to Texas. Bruh, I was reading these messages like, bruh, these motherfuckers are some of the most powerful people in the world, right? These niggas are in charge of everything around us. These motherfuckers, these niggas. You tweet a lot. I, I use my tweets to express myself. <laughs> Some people oh use God. their hair. I use Twitter. Well, but you use your tweeting to, to kind of get back at critics. Rarely. You, you kind of have little wars with the press. Twitter is a war zone. If somebody's going to jump in the war zone, it's like, okay, you're in the arena. Let's go. His war zone tweeting drew fire when out of the blue in August, he tweeted, quote, am considering taking Tesla private at 420, funding secured. The SEC disputed that claim and charged him with securities fraud. The case was settled with Musk agreeing that his communications relating to the company, including Twitter, would be overseen by his board. Have you had any of your tweets censored since the settlement? No. None. Does someone have to read them before they go out? No. So your tweets are not supervised? The, the, the only tweets that would have to be, say, um, reviewed would be if, if a tweet had a probability of uh, causing a movement in the stock. And that's it? Yeah, I mean, otherwise it's, uh, hello, First Amendment. It's for, like, freedom of speech is fundamental. But, but how do they know if it's going to move the market if they're not reading all of them before you send them? Well, I guess uh, we might make some mistakes. Who knows? 
Are you serious? That was perfect. <laughs> Look at you. No, I, 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 I want to I be clear. I do not respect the SEC. I do not respect them. But, but you're abiding by the settlement, aren't you? Because I respect the justice system. These damn fucks run the world. It's crazy, bruv. They run the fucking world. Right? And they're out here, bruv. Yo, they are out here just, just fawning. Right? Just, just fucking fawning over Elon. They worship Elon. They are out there just fucking goggling on his fucking balls. And I was like, brah, you niggas are nasty. You motherfuckers are people's fathers. You niggas are fucking disgusting. You motherfuckers are embarrassing. Like, bruh, yo, yo, Joe Rogan is out there just fucking jerking Elon off. I was like, Rogan, no. Jesus, bruv. It's fuck, bruv, yo, it's fucking insane. Just how much these niggas worship Elon. It's, it's fucking bonkers. They give him whatever he wants. Right? Some fucking guy by the name of Calcatina or Calcata, Calasina or some shit. He was like, yo, you can have my sword. I was like, what are you talking about? How much do you want, Elon? How much do you want? You can have my sword. And then Elon pulled up and said, Yo, brah, yo, I just had a chat with uh, with Goldman Sachs. And um, Goldman is like, Yo, brah, yo, that motherfucker is doing too much. Yo, tell him to stop. And then Elon was like, Yo, you are making it seem as if I'm desperate. So please stop. Goldman was like, nah, so please stop. And the guy was like, oh, I'm only, uh, uh, I'm only trying to help you. Elon, sir, king, Elon, sir, God, Elon, sir, bro, Elon, sir, brah, brah. Hey, hey, I was like, brah, <laughs> brah, <laughs> brah. It's crazy. Like fam, these niggas worship Elon Musk. And in those messages, you can see the fucking dynamics of, of power and influence. Right? Those fucking messages basically show you that there's a fucking hierarchy in society. Because even in those private groups, those private messages, you can see that one is higher than the other, right? And the highest person on the ladder is the one that, you know, gets treated the best, of course, right? The higher these motherfuckers go, the higher, right? <laughs> it's just... It's silly, man. All of these fucking grown men are like, Elon, take my money. Right? Muck and Dreesen is out there just fucking goggling. Blah, 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 blah. Silly. How much do you want? I can give you $250 million, Elon. 
I got the money, Elon. How much do you want? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Right? Those fucking messages basically just just broke down the world. They laid out to the world that, hey, there's levels to this shit, but uh, there's nothing special about these levels. Right? So the higher you go, nine times out of ten, the dumber people get. Right? The dumber these motherfuckers get. Because, fam, yo, I am unimpressed by what I read. These niggas don't have a plan. These motherfuckers don't have a vision for Twitter. Elon is about to buy Twitter and he doesn't know what the fuck to do with it. He's like, oh, oh, we are trying out blockchain. Blockchain Twitter. And this fucking Cal Casino, Cal Calculator motherfucker. He's like, yo, I got I got ideas. He's out here presenting ideas for Twitter. Oh, a fucking subscription model. Oh, let's do this and, and take this out. You know, let's let's make people pay for retweets or some shit. I was like, what the fuck, fam? It's a shit show. It's legit a shit show. These people don't have a plan. Right? They don't have a plan for anything. These motherfuckers are winging it. They are winging life. <laughs> okay, fam. And then, and then this fucking dude, bruv, Elon, has the fucking nerve to pull up on fucking Twitter talking about what's happening in Eastern Europe. Like, oh, well, I, I know how to solve this war. It's easy. Basically give Russia everything they want. What, what, what? Do you understand how the world works? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Like, we live in a crazy fucking world. I mean, fam, I saw a tweet where, where Elon is like, Russia has three times the population of Ukraine, so, so victory for Ukraine is unlikely in total war. Bruh, do you know how war works? Just because Russia is, is three times bigger than Ukraine in terms of population, it doesn't mean that they're going to lose the war because most of those people are not going to war. What you talking about? Oh, Russia has the most people, therefore they will win. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. I mean, you know, the Vietnam War, I mean, you know, it, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> it, hey, it, it doesn't work like that. Okay, the Taliban is back in power in Afghanistan. And them niggas, them niggas have like over, what, 500 soldiers? <laughs> 25 soldiers? <laughs> right? Them niggas, them niggas don't have drones. But they are back in power. They managed to push out the Americans. So no, it doesn't work like that. Oh, we have the most people, therefore we can... We can squash your country easily. Hey, yo, Zimbabwe, we are better than y'all. We can squash you niggas easily. As if some fucking guy named Tabu. 
is gonna go to war. Bro, no. Tabo, Tabo, he's too. Look at him. He's out of shape. This nigga, this nigga is out here eating fucking fat cakes and acha. Look at him. He's out of shape. He's out here eating the gorda. Bunny chows and shit. He's out of shape. Hey, Nigeria, Nigeria, we, we are coming for your, oh, oopsie daisy, oh, my God. Nigeria has, has a larger population than South Africa. Therefore, we are fucked. Combo, this is where you work a little bit for this kind of son. Hey, man, what's your business, man? What's your business? Now, let me tell you something because you don't know nothing. What's the problem, man? Okay, tell me. How they said when I wear for body now take be your concern. How they concern you, man? I just they show my concern, oh. Okay. You just they invite you. Wool up, nigga. Wool up, wool up, wool up. Just wool up. What's the business, man? Because I'm here with you. You think you're pretty in some weather? Huh. Make you don't know nothing, man. You know what you are? EP, aka enemy of progress. Now listen. Have you been to South Africa before? Joe Borg, a.k.a. Johannesburg. You only been there before? Oh, no way. You've never been to South Africa before? So me, you know what I'm saying, You get out of here right now. <laughs> what? You just they invite heat rashes. Do me a favor. Dusting powder don't increase, though. Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. Get out of here, man. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Get in Ibu. See you, Get out of here for real. I'm saying, get out of here for real. I'm saying, get out of here. See what? No, see, my foot. Waiting for sign. Yeah, motherfucker, man. I'm saying, hola. Hola, hola. Shit. Saying, you don't know nothing, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm saying, hey, yo. That nigga, man. All of you xenophobic motherfuckers out here talking that big talk. Oh, Inaja, Inaja, Tina, Snai Shaya, Snai Tata Baba. Snai Tata Masfoon in Nigeria. Bruh, yo, Nigeria has a larger population than South Africa. And according to Elon Musk, if a country has a big population, right? They can, they can win anything. They can fucking dominate. If a country has a large population, bruv, yo, they just win, right? They just win, 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 no matter what. Legit, bruv, right? They just, hey, they just win. They be winning. The larger the population, the bigger the win, right? That's Elon Musk's math. Right, and the, and bruv, yo, we are supposed to listen to this fucking guy? He doesn't even know how the world works. Like, bruh, hey, we are fucked. Dear world, listen, listen, we are fucked. Okay? Nobody is coming to save us. These are all fucking facts, bruv. Nobody is coming to save us. Even Jesus. Jesus is not coming to save us, bruv. Yo, Kanye is out here rocking t-shirts that have the words... White lives matter. And of course, the black community in America was pissed off. Right? The black community in the USA was pissed off, bruv. Yo, yo, Kanye has a lot of problems. Right? He's got a lot of fucking issues. I think at the core of it all, like, he just hates, he just hates being black. 
right? He he legit wishes that he was white. He's out there taking pictures with with Candace Owens, and they are both rocking these you know these T-shirts that have the words "White Lives Matter." My fuckers in America pissed off. I saw Talib Kweli out there quoting Martin Luther King and shit. I mean, bruh, hey, welcome to the world. We are on our own. Legit. Right? We are on our own. We are fucked. Dear black person, listen. We are fucked. Okay? Our heroes hate themselves. Our heroes don't want to be black. It's crazy. White lives matter, bruh. When I saw that shit, I was like, bro, bruh. I was like, I was like, bruh. Yo, I was like, hey, bruh, look at bro. Bruh. Bruh, hey, it's bra over bro. Legit, bruh. It's bras, hey, bras over bros. All fucking facts, bruh. Let's do it. Hey, yo. Fam, I legit believe that we are going to witness a nuclear attack over the next few years. Um, I legit believe that one of these motherfuckers is going to drop a nuke. Right? One of these niggas. America, China, North Korea... And Russia, one of these motherfuckers is gonna drop a nuke one day, someday, soon. Legit, bruv, this is what I was asking, you know, years ago. Um, like, everybody is, is stockpiling guns and shit. Like, militaries and armies are getting bigger, you know, and, and I was like, well, where? What's going on? Like, where, well, you know, where are these people going? 
Where the fuck is this war going to happen? Because there's only one planet Earth. Like, like well, what's going on? What are these people preparing for? You know? And evidently, when you stockpile on on artillery, like eventually you you want to use it. Because it gets boring to have all of that shit, you know, just sitting in a warehouse in the middle of Wuhan. Right? Eventually you go, nah, I gotta I gotta flex all of this shit on Taiwan. Eventually. Eventually you go, nah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta flex all of this shit, bruv, on Ukraine. I gotta, I gotta attempt to take over Kiev and, and fail. This is Russia. Delicious cuisine. Beautiful women. Cheap gas. Rich history. World famous literature. Unique architecture. Fertile soil, cheap electricity and water, ballet, cheap taxi and delivery, traditional values, Christianity, no cancel culture, hospitality, vodka, economy that can withstand thousands of sanctions, time to move to Russia. Don't delay. Winter is coming. I gotta try to win this losing battle. I gotta try, bruv. I gotta try to take over Crimea and, you know, and fail badly. I, I gotta try, though. Because one gets an E for effort. It's all about the effort. It's all about the attempt. Right? Attempting to take over a country is like attempting a joke. Right? If the fucking joke bombs, we go, hey, hey, salute on the attempt. You bombed. You failed. Hey, bruv, you are fucking hacky. However, salute on the attempt. You are brave. Okay, bruv. So, yeah, if you were a fucking comedian, bruv, you brave. What's braver than that, bruv? Hey, if you are a funny man, listen, you are braver than a person who's living with, with cancer or HIV. Listen, you are brave. You are braver than an obese chick. You are braver than Lizzo. You are brave. Jeb, bruv. And of course, you are braver than, than all the fucking bros. Community a lot, you know, and I think that government should step in, let me feeling safe. So immediately, man, as the man of the house, that I went out, I went and grabbed the shampoo, you know, so I stopped whipping this nigga. I hit this nigga in the face, still bleeding, nigga bleeding as fuck, bro. So immediately, right after this nigga takes out a Glock. Some nigga just came in and I just did like a spreading kick on a nigga, kicked him in the face and shit. And luckily I did like karate back in the day. You are brave. So salute on the attempt, Vladimir Putin. Salute on the attempt, bruv. Sometimes you gotta try. Bruh, sometimes you gotta try shit. Right? Expand your fucking radius. Explore the world. You gotta try shit.
Because if you don't try, you'll never know. If you don't try shit, you'll never know. If you don't experiment, you'll never know. Right? You'll never know. So yeah, yes, you are failing, sir. You are failing horribly, however, the attempt is appreciated. I appreciate the attempt. One of these niggas is gonna drop a nuke, bruv. So buckle the fuck up. Because North Korea is out here flying missiles over Japan. And lest we forget that Japan doesn't have an army. Lest we forget. These motherfuckers demilitarized a long time ago. Lest we forget. So if a fucking nuke drops on Japan, them niggas can't even defend themselves. So buckle the fuck up. We live in a crazy fucking world, bruv. We live in a crazy world. You know? It's fucking wild, bruv. Every single time I read some crazy shit about the world, bruv, I simply go, bruh. <sighs> bruh. These fucking bros are crazy. It's getting spooky. It's getting spooky. It's, 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 it's getting spooky. 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 Weird times. Global weirding. And in other countries in Africa, they simply take you to the beach and they order the firing squad to to fire on you for murder. So it's a serious offense in any society. You plunged the knife you had in your hand into the chest of the deceased to an extent that the force you used broke his rib and the knife penetrated to the lungs and and as a result he died if you could rise please it is my unpleasant task to impose the following sentence on you you are hereby sentenced to a period of 12 years imprisonment until the incident yeah oh, okay w what happened that night um i'm gonna talk about that in the documentary i told you about yeah yeah so you can't talk about it now no mm. but um you know what it was we were we were drunk right okay. and tempers were high mm. It, there was a little okay we had we had gone out we got intoxicated sure 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 and there was a bit of jealousy here and there and from uh, whose side mm. from his side okay got you yeah and um 
we just got you know like these drunk fights yes i will have them bro yeah, yeah. and then yeah. it just escalated and because things were said and nami na yeah you know we were saying horrible things to each other and um yeah it it ended up just he took the wrong turn and i so did you, did you stab him though yeah i, I stabbed him damn where where um the chest ooh like once or more than once once oh you did once mm. so this was a mistake yeah oh my goodness yeah oh you know as you're saying that i just and we begin tonight with Russia's revenge on Ukraine after a key bridge connecting Russia to Crimea was blown up this weekend. Tonight, Russia responding with deadly bombings across at least 10 major cities inside Ukraine, including the capital of Kyiv. Putin saying he personally ordered the strikes. Of course, this is what drove Putin to act. The explosion this weekend, video circulating online showing that key bridge connecting Russia to Crimea blown up, the explosion ripping apart major sections of that bridge. The massive bridge, 12 miles long, left burning the smoke seen for miles. It was a bridge Putin was very proud of, personally visiting the bridge in 2018 when it opened. Tonight, what Putin says he personally ordered in response, at least 84 missiles, 24 drones across Ukraine. These are images from the city of Dnipro, a massive explosion just in front of that car there. In Kyiv tonight, a, a missile targeting this pedestrian bridge, a tourist site, a person running for their life there. And the images tonight of a playground right in the capital, left smoldering. And look at the map tonight. Multiple cities targeted across Ukraine, and we learn President Biden has now spoken with President Zelensky. What was promised on that call and what does the U.S. believe could be coming next? ABC's Britt Clement reporting from inside Ukraine tonight. Tonight, Russia unleashing one of the most intense and widespread aerial attacks since the start of the war. The coordinated barrage unfolding during the busy morning rush. 84 missiles and 24 drones targeting at least 10 cities from one end of Ukraine to the other, including unprecedented strikes in the heart of the capital. Residents in Kyiv racing into shelters, air raid sirens blaring. You can see where those windows have been blown out of that building. A massive crater just left here by the impact of the missile in the middle of the intersection. <laughs> Terrified residents screaming in horror. At least 12 people killed, more than 80 injured across the country. This man bleeding and shocked, his hands shaking. Strikes on critical energy infrastructure knocking out power to major cities coupled with attacks on civilian areas with no obvious military targets. The explosion here ripping out part of the ground of this park, not far from a playground where kids come to enjoy themselves. This is not of strategic military importance. This is a clear civilian attack. Here, a massive explosion near a pedestrian bridge. You can see a person walking just feet away from the blast, then running away. This young woman recording a video while walking down the street, when suddenly a missile explodes nearby. See the sheer terror on her face, her voice cracking. Residents horrified. I'm still shaking. You're still shaking. Well, I'm I can see you're still shaking. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so scary, you know, you can drive uh, to work and boom, 
in your gun. Tonight, a defiant President Zelensky releasing this video from the damaged streets of Kyiv, calling the Russians terrorists, promising a quick recovery. Tonight, Putin saying he personally ordered the mass missile strikes as payback for the weekend's major bridge attack in Crimea, calling it a terrorist act hours before today's strikes. That bridge, the only link between Russian-occupied Crimea and Russia, a critical supply route for Russian troops and pivotal symbol of Russia's illegal claims to Crimea. Putin personally celebrating that connection between Russia and Crimea back in 2018. And back in Kyiv tonight, residents taking shelter in the subway, defiantly singing Ukraine's national anthem. Just extraordinary reporting under very difficult circumstances tonight. Britt Clement with us live tonight from the capital of Kyiv. Uh, Britt, that young woman walking down the street recording when the missile hits just uh, right there near her. Just extraordinary. And the screams of the Ukrainian people in all of those videos that you showed us tonight. You saw firsthand uh, the destruction caused by Russia's retaliation. Tonight, Vladimir Putin threatening more attacks. Yeah, David, these are the biggest attacks here in the capital since the war began. These happened, we must remember, during the morning rush hour, killing innocent people. And with Putin under pressure at home, Kyiv remains on alert tonight. And there are real fears, David, of more attacks to come as Ukraine advances on the battlefield. David. Britt Clinton leading us off tonight. Britt, our thanks to you and the team. Please be safe. Uh, what's been an unsettling 24 hours there. And as you heard Britt report tonight, President Biden did speak with President Zelensky today. Let's get right to our chief White House correspondent, Cecilia Vega, live at the White House tonight. Cecilia, what have you learned about the call and, of course, what U.S. authorities believe could be coming next year? Yeah, well, David, on this call, the number one top topic we have learned was air defense. Zelensky asking, continuing these calls for more aid, and President Biden pledging continued aid to Ukraine, including air defense systems. Now, the U.S. was already slated to deliver these sophisticated surface-to-air missiles to Ukraine next month. These are more advanced weapons than those shoulder-fired ones that the U.S. has been giving to Ukraine. As for what's next, really the big question facing the White House and the U.S. right now is whether this latest attack pressures the U.S. to send more aid or even more advanced weapons to Ukraine. David, I have just learned from a source that President Biden will attend an emergency virtual G7 meeting tomorrow. This main topic of this this meeting is going to be Vladimir Putin, that attack and increasing pressure on Mo Moscow from these allies. President Zelensky also is uh, slated to attend, David. But tonight here at this White House across this administration, there is widespread condemnation of that attack. Well, you heard Cecilia there late reporting tonight. President Biden will be on a meeting with uh, G7 leaders tomorrow on all of this. Cecilia Vega with the breaking news. Thank you to you and Britt Clinton tonight on Ukraine. <laughs> И по моей команде на счет три. Раз, два, три! He told me to finance this operation and make sure that all the finances that has been cut off from our real president, Zuma, and all his supporters must come back. God will provide and God will bless our president once more. You're also saying that the president Ramaphosa must go away. You know what? Uh, we can see when he walks in the street, the people are not with him. People are not stupid in South Africa. They know from their heart of hearts. The only people that still stand with Ramaphosa is the people that fear. And we have not been given a spirit of fear. We've been given the spirit of God. And he is in this country. 70% of all our people believe that God is the head 
of all the political parties. And some political parties are dividing the people. We must come with one unity and say that the ANC has to reform. We understand that everybody understands this whole reform business. But we cannot reform under Ramaphosa that bows his knee to, U to the UK and to America and trying to take. I'm, I'm here. My ancestor came in and married Kretua's daughter, Peter Nella. I'm a Liebenberg. Most of the Bura in this country have Koyan's son in them, like my, my king from Namakwiland here. He's my brother. We've been working together a lot of times, and he can tell you what is happening in Namakwiland. It is worse than Marikana. And the president and some of his people are standing, and he can see that I'm... I sing the Xavier Lelman. He says so in his voice. He says so in his voice. Videos with the hashtag quiet quitting have racked up more than 150 million views on social media app TikTok. The phrase gained momentum after a TikTok video was posted on the subject by a software engineer in New York. I recently learned about this term called quiet quitting, where you're not outright quitting your job, but you're quitting the idea of going above and beyond. But this isn't just an American phenomenon. The rejection of hustle culture has been happening all around the world, including China, where the movement started long before it was popularized in the West. 
when I talk with my friends and we often use that term like tomping. I really want to lie, lie, lie down and lie flight and I don't want to do my job and don't want to achieve something. It's more like uh, people's attitudes, attitudes towards their life. This is Jiang Gu. He works as a content specialist for an internet company in China. Bai Lan is more like the definition of quiet quitting. People don't want to commit more to their jobs and they just do what the company required. So this kind of phrase is really commonly used by, by me, by my friends, by the younger people in China. Since 2001, the internet in China has been awash with the phrases Tang Ping, which means lying flat, and more recently Bai Lan, which means let it rot. This has coincided with many young people in China becoming increasingly frustrated with both their personal and professional lives. Unlike most countries, China has continued to pursue a zero COVID strategy, which requires strict and sudden lockdowns and extensive testing for cities experiencing outbreaks, confining hundreds of millions of Chinese people to their homes. As a result, the country's economy has slowed down and is struggling to boost growth. The World Bank forecasts China will grow just 2.8% in 2022, while the rest of the Asia-Pacific region is expected to grow 5.3% on average. This is the first time China's GDP growth has lagged behind its neighbours since 1990. Amidst the economic uncertainty, youth unemployment in cities rose to almost 20% in July 2022, the highest since the Chinese government started publishing the figures in 2018. As a result, the labour market has shrunk since 2019. At the same time, the number of people entering higher education has grown rapidly over the past two decades, which means there is fierce competition between graduates for white-collar jobs. This has increased pressure on young people to outperform their peers and has resulted in burnout. You know, naturally people are going to rebel against something that really undermines their physical, moral and spiritual well-being. Dr Maria Kordovic is an associate professor in organisational behaviour at the University of Nottingham. I'd argue this isn't a new trend. It is new terminology and it has really captured the imagination of the media, of the workplace. So this isn't the first time that we are seeing almost a mass ideology take shape around our relationship with work. So the lying flat movement, for instance, in China, uh, we could see as a real reflection of that counterculture and particularly young people in this case is my understanding saying, well, enough is enough. This is not the sort of workplace that we want to enter into and things need to change. Burnout is also at an all-time high in the US, according to a report released by the American Psychological Association. 44% of American workers reported physical fatigue, a 38% increase since 2019. It's also seen as a contributing factor for the Great Resignation, an economic phenomena which saw a record number of resignations with young workers toward the end of the COVID-19 pandemic. The world's other major economies have also seen growing discussion around the drawbacks and even dangers of long, unrelenting hours. Japan has a famously hard-working culture, a problem the country has grappled with for decades. Kuroshi, a Japanese term meaning death by overwork, is, according to the Japanese government, responsible for 200 deaths a year, but activists say the figure is closer to 10,000. 
As campaigners raised awareness of Kuroshi, the late Prime Minister Shinzo Abe presented the Work Style Reform Bill in 2018, which meant employees were obligated to take holidays, a response to the 50% take-up of paid leave. A Kuroshi hotline was even created to support people who were suffering from excessive stress. Its effectiveness, however, is debatable, with critics saying company violations are difficult to track and even more difficult to penalize. Still, while Japan may be going some way to address the impacts of its hard-working culture, Chinese President Xi Jinping called for the country's youth to find great ideals and for their goals to be a part of the bigger picture of the Chinese nation and people. The quiet quitting trend has been a far less disruptive force in Europe where working cultures are different. A 2022 report by Gallup on the state of the global workplace shows that employees in Europe are the least engaged when compared to the rest of the world's regions. But the region still ranks highly when it comes to life evaluation, with 47% of respondents saying they were thriving. In the same report, East Asia, which includes China and Japan, had the highest regional percentage of daily stress. Do you think that these move various different movements are all coming from the same place it's a post-pandemic hangover and people are reassessing their work-life balance or are they unique to the countries that they are happening in and there absolutely is a difference in working cultures I think to use the word hangover is perhaps a little bit glibe in that, you know, this pandemic, I mean, it was an unprecedented global event. Sociological, the psychological impact on individuals, on groups, on organisations, on societies has been huge. And I think that's something that we've universally shared uh, across the world. But yes, there are differences in working cultures. You know, we hear about the 996 working model, for instance, in China. So some organisations have introduced nine till nine working days, six days a week. You've lived in the UK and China. Is the working culture different in the two countries, do you think? In, in the UK, people are more like work-life balanced. Uh, the work hour in the UK, I think, is much shorter. But in China, I think the work hour is much more longer. And also, I think it's more demanding. People really work for 60 or 70 hours per week. China's youth are also shouldering much bigger expectations than previous generations. China began to open and reform its economy in 1978, and since then has seen its gross domestic product, or GDP, grow to become the second largest in the world. This has led to significant improvements in citizens' access to health and education, and more than 800 million people have been lifted out of poverty. But those days of rapid growth are seemingly over. Do you think there are unrealistic expectations on young people from the older generation, your parents' generation? For the last 40 years, China's economy is like rocketing. <laughs> so I think for either for me or for my parents, and they, they're expecting their lives to get better. And also their children, they can get better, better education and get better jobs. But right now, I think everything is becoming um, unpredictable. Maybe your, ch your children, they, they cannot lead uh, life that is better, better than you. We could definitely link this wave of quiet quitting and rethinking work uh, to an inherent lack of satisfaction with what is out there in terms of job availability. 
yeah, I think it's quite a long way to go. <laughs> Mainly because China has still a very large population. But I think as a, as the population is shrinking in China right now, I think maybe in the long future we can see that these companies will change、um, their attitudes towards their employees for the work culture to shift. I think maybe really take a long time. Fast forward to 2001. Ronaldinho was looking to move to Europe, and the, his people approached Wenger again. What went wrong the second time?、Ah, that was terrible timing, Anthony. Really, I mean, the invention of the DVD player. Meant that now Arsenal could watch Thundercats in high definition, never before dreamed of. You just you just couldn't tear him away from the screen. And Ronaldinho was left in the downstairs reception. He, I mean, didn't even get changed that time. Didn't even get changed.、No. Arsenal's league position began to dip after 2005. Was it in any way due to a failure to sign Ronaldinho? It was the invention of YouTube that killed it. If I'm honest, I mean before. Before Wenger could only watch Thundercats on TV or, or DVD, but now he could see hours and hours of Thundercats content. So you know he was he was looking at interviews with the writers, the bloopers, parodies, music videos. Before you know it, the boss was down the rabbit hole, and yeah, that was the end of the club's dominance, really. Well, the national grid releases its winter outlook. Uh, every year,、uh, and it sets out a series of, of, de- of demand and supply scenarios for both gas and electricity. And in this instance, there are quite a few headlines to deal with. The first is that, in order to help manage demand, the national grid has launched a, a framework scheme. It's calling the Demand Flexibility Service. Which would, in essence, pay consumers to reduce their consumption at peak times. So that's things like using your washing machine overnight, charging your electric vehicle in the middle of the day, or perhaps overnight. Anything to avoid those crunch times of morning and evening. This scheme would be run via electricity suppliers. It is voluntary, and it will run from November through to March. And the reason the national grid is so keen to ask consumers and businesses to reduce demand is because it is also saying, as part of its winter outlook report, that it is concerned in the very worst-case scenario that supply might not be able to meet demand. And it outlines, we must stress, this is a worst-case scenario, a situation like this. It says, in a very, very cold period of weather, which is also very still, which would, of course, reduce our capacity to generate wind power. When there was also problems importing electricity from European counterparts and a significant gas shortage, which would reduce the ability of our gas-fired power stations to make electricity, at that point there could be planned blackouts for British households. Now, in a statement, the spokesperson for the National Grid said, "In the unlikely event we were in this situation, it would mean some customers could be without power for predefined periods during the day. Generally, this is assumed to be for three-hour blocks." Adding that the exact number of people left without electricity would depend on the extent of the gas shortages, because of course the UK gets 40% of its electricity from gas-fired power stations. Now, this will be a real blow to Liz Truss. Who has been very reluctant to talk about individual behaviour change and has also promised there will be no rationing 
in the UK this winter. And government spokespersons said in response to the release of these winter outlook reports, we are confident in our plans to protect households and businesses in the full range of scenarios this winter in the light of Russia's illegal war in Ukraine. And that spokesperson also emphasised that Britain is not so dependent on Russian energy imports and, of course, has access to domestic supplies from the North Sea and, of course, renewable energy as well. But there is no doubt about it. This warning in a very worst-case scenario of planned blackouts for British consumers will be alarming to many. Thanks very much, uh, President. I wholeheartedly welcome the EU's unprecedented provision of immediate protection for Ukrainian refugees fleeing this devastating war. This rightfully respects our mandate to protect fundamental rights of those entering our territories. And it's heartening to see the outpouring of support and solidarity for every point of the EU. But how do we explain that solidarity with, for example, in Poland less than three months ago, the fact that 19 people perished from cold on our borders, met with barbed wire and water cannon? How do we explain that solidarity with the fact that there are Afghan refugees in Greek jails charged with people smuggling? Or there are people beaten back from the borders of Croatia in appalling circumstances, sodomized and robbed. How can this be the same European Union? It's because our society, our media and our politicians portray some refugees as more human than others based on their origin and their race. We have to ensure a consistent, non-discriminatory application of international asylum law Everybody has the right to the highest international standards. I hope this is a turning point. All this. Just to ask about Gabriel Martinelli. Um, is that the kind of performance from him that shows he's probably one of the better players in the Premier League? It's such a big opponent. He's a great player. I think today he had an outstanding performance against against top defender, against a top team, and uh, he made a difference in the game as well as the other players. And. Uh, that's the next level to step up in these games and actually make things happen to win it. He's down to a new contract now, don't We don't get dragged out about our performance. And with Gabby doesn't have to show me whether he plays well or not well today. Uh, what he deserves is clear. Um, his hunger, his determination, his love for this game. And, and we, you don't know where he's going to reach because he's always asking and, and willing for more. That's when the feeling of winning it's so powerful and, and so meaningful today for me because I saw a team that I feel really identified with, uh, the personality that show in difficult moments how they stick to what they have to do, but at the same time they believe the courage uh, and the free mind to just go for it and attack them and, and put them under pressure.
evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Kanye West, now known as Ye, is one of the best-selling musical artists in the world. He's also in recent years become a celebrated and very highly paid fashion designer. And of course, for a decade, he was well known to TV audiences as an in-law of the Kardashian family. But it's West's latest incarnation as a kind of Christian evangelist that brought us to his office in Los Angeles today for the interview you're about to see. Days ago, during Fashion Week in Paris, West, accompanied by his friend Candace Owens, unveiled a T-shirt that read simply, White Lives Matter. The response from the fashion industry and international media was instantaneous and uniform. Shock, horror, rage. There is no excuse for this, thundered the New York Times. West is legitimizing extremism, shrieked Rolling Stone, etc., etc. What was strikingly missing from the coverage, however, was any explanation for why West did this. What was the T-shirt about? No one seemed to think to ask him, much less to listen to what he had to say. Instead, the enemies of his ideas dismissed West, as they have for years, as mentally ill. Too crazy to take seriously. Look away! Ignore him! He's a mental patient. There's nothing to see here. But is West crazy? You can judge for yourself as you watch what we're about to show you. He has his own ideas, we can say that. Creative people tend to. That's why they're artists, not actuaries. His freeform social media posts give the impression of a man channeling his rawest emotions right onto Instagram. The effect can be jarring, and it's often used as ammunition against him in the battle for influence over the minds of America's young people. And that battle is intense. But crazy? That was not our conclusion. In fact, we've rarely heard a man speak so honestly and so movingly about what he believes. But again, you can judge for yourself. Here it is. So you just came from Paris Fashion Week. You just landed, and you have a lanyard still on from it, and there's a photograph on it. What is that? It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. Why is that? And that you designed that? Yes. Why? What does that mean? Uh, it just represents life. I'm pro-life. Boy, so you wear it on a badge. What, what kind of response do you get? And, and good, amen, I agree. I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm starting to see why they want to make you be quiet. Um, how, when did you start to feel this way? When did you start to realize this? I, I really felt like, I think I started to really feel this need to express myself on another level when Trump was running for office and I liked him. Yes. And every single person in Hollywood, from my ex-wife to my mother-in-law to my manager at that time to, you know, my, my so-called friends slash handlers around me told me, like, if I said that I like Trump, that my career would be over, that my life would be over. Uh, they said stuff like people get killed for wearing a hat like that. They threatened my life. They put my life. They basically said that I would be killed uh, for uh, wearing the hat. I had a, a, someone call me last night and said anybody wearing a White Lives Matter shirt is going to be greenlit, and that means that they're going to beat them up if they wear it. And I'm like, you know, okay, green light me then. <laughs> you know, you know, God builds warriors in a different way. I don't know if it's because of me being a born in Atlanta, 
and growing up on the south side of Chicago that, you know, he made me for such a, such a time like this. It's like with David, you know, he tended to the sheep, but while he was out there, he had to fight all kinds of animals. So when it was time for Goliath to come, he thought because he was a sheep herder that he didn't have the skill set to take down Goliath. And the thing that I have is the position, I have my heart, but the number one thing is we have God on our side. And for the people, even if you don't believe in God, God believes in you. So you made reference to the White Lives Matter t-shirt mm -hmm. which you brought out at Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. Why, why did you do that and what did it mean? You know, I, did, I do certain things from a feeling. I like, I just, I just channel the energy. It just feels right. It's using a gut instinct, a connection with God, and just brilliance. You know, like as if you ask like Tanya Harding how she did the, the triple flip or the triple spin, yeah. she was in so much practice that when it was time for her to skate in a, in a, comp, in a competitive format, it just happened. Like it happened outside of practice, it happened in the real format. And that's, what hap that's what's happening is God is like preparing us for the real, for the real battles. And we are, we are in a battle with the media. Like the majority of the media has a, a godless agenda and the jokes are not working. This whole like, oh yeah, he's crazy and all these things, they don't work because the media has, you know, they've also watched travesties happen, just even specifically to me, and just watch it and act like it wasn't happening. And they stay quiet about it. Uh, what if they, so, what if well, they I want to answer the, the white, yeah. I, I feel like someone caught what I was saying, the comparison to Tanya Harden about the, the white lives matter. You know, my dad is an educated um, ex-Black Panther and he put a text to me today, he said, white lives matter, ha 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 ha. And I said, I thought the shirt was a funny shirt. I thought the idea of me wearing it was funny. And I said, Dad, what do you think it was funny? He said, just, just a black man stating the obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, my dad doesn't listen to rap music and he's like super educated. We, we opened up a water distribution center in the Dominican Republic together. He's like the original Steve Jobs, but he was getting blocked every which way with all of his ideas and he didn't have uh, an endless bank account and he didn't have an Instagram. So all these ideas, he had to like take them back and compress them. Like my dad is the most brilliant person that I know and we actually have a strained relationship because I was taken from him because my mom was an actress, so she was a liberal. And my dad would see certain things and say, you know, we should do it this way, we should do it that way. And the people got around my mom and pulled her away, much like, you know, Kim is a Christian, but she has people who want her to go to Interview Magazine and put her ass out while she's a 40-something-year-old multi-billionaire with four black children. And this is what, how fashion wants to, um, how they want to present her. So I know you give these, um, you get these questions and I give you like these three-part answers. Is this a cool format for you? Yeah, I love it. it. Okay, cool. And I am following it. All right. So you said um, 
that your father said when he saw the shirt, White Lives Matter, it's great to see a black man stating the obvious. So by which I think you meant that's obviously true. Yeah, that my favorite response, because I kept on thinking like, you know, people, they're looking for an explanation and people say, well, as an artist, you don't have to give an explanation, but as a leader, you do. Yes, I think that's right. So the answer to why I wrote White Lives Matter on a shirt is because they do. It's the obvious thing. Yeah. Why, why do you think that's so, and, and I assume the implication is, of course, all lives matter because they're lives, because God created them. Yeah. Why do you think that that would be considered controversial? Because the same people that have stripped us of our identity and labeled us as a, as a color have told us what it means to be black and the vernacular that we're supposed to have. My dad grew up as a military brat and his family moved around, but they were based mostly in Delaware. And at the time, if he, if he wasn't, if they weren't the only black family, they were one of the few. And he would be discriminated against because he was black. So by the time he got into college, he would be discriminated against. He went to a black college. He would be discriminated against because they said he talked too white. Yes. And then he played the kick drum in the band. So when he would go to the club and the music was playing, where would he clap his hands? Where the kick drum is. Yeah. So it was the opposite of where everyone else right, exactly. was clapping their hands. <laughs> and uh, this is the most elegant and tasteful person that I know. And when my mom, when they, when, when the school suggested like the herding systems, because what they do is take the, um, the black community and they separate us and they separate the families and the educated, uh, they, they, you know, they push this, you know, need for higher education and us as blacks, we discriminate against each other and say, well, I got my PhD and you don't have your PhD, so I'm better than you. And so my mom, she had a PhD and she was influenced to uh, move to the south side of Chicago and take this job at Chicago State University. And she told my dad, if you come, if you come for us, you know, you'll never see him again. Because, you know, the media ridiculed me for getting the house next door to Kim to see my children. And they even said that I was stalking her and her new boyfriend because I bought the house next door to see my children. And I, that's, that's how I knew that, that, uh, that my mom had said that to him. I said, Dad, you know, they moved us to one of the most dangerous, agreed upon to be one of the most dangerous places in the world. It's almost like they tried to kill me or something. Uh, I said, Dad, why didn't you ever, why'd you never come to get us? And that's when he told me, that's when he told me that she was told that. You know, there's so many things that are put in Kim's head. You know, they bring influencers, like, no one ever knew where Corey Gamble came from. No one in the fashion world knows where Gabby came from. These people were practically made in a laboratory, in my opinion. And one of the things that they're really good at doing is being nice and being likable. And what they do is 
for people that have some form of influence, whether it's an educated black woman like my mother that became the head of the English department at Chicago State University, or whether it's the most influential uh, white woman on the planet being my ex-wife, they have people that are around them at all times telling them what to be afraid of. It's like not what to do or say specifically, it's what to be afraid of. And if you have a person that isn't afraid of them, you know, like a Russell Brand or yeah. Candace Owens. Right. Or, it's not that we have to agree right. no. with this, but... They're not afraid. They're not afraid to state what their opinion is. Yes. Everyone, no one is God, and everyone has an opinion. So a conversation like this is a window into a world that you don't see. So if you're familiar with West from the media, you think of him as an individual man. What you don't think about is that he is at the center of a battle, and people like him are at the center of a battle to get a message out. Mouthed by the lips of influencers like him and so many others, that extends a storyline on behalf of, well, in this case, the status quo. So there are a lot of people vying to make certain that people like him say the right things. And the consequences for not doing that are very severe. So for him to come out and say all lives matter, obviously, is a huge threat to a lot of people. Who are those people exactly? Well, we asked him, and he told us. That's next. Ready? Yeah. You're brave. You're brave for what you say and the fact that you stand up there and say it. And I appreciate it. I think we all appreciate it, actually, because there's not a lot of people that have the balls to do it. But I want to ask you something a little bit out of the ordinary. So prepare yourself. <laughs> At this point, we're living under corporate and medical fascism. This is tyranny. When do we get to use the guns? No, and I'm, and, I, and I'm not, that's not a joke. I'm not saying it like that. I mean, literally, where's the line? How many elections are they going to steal before we kill these people? So, no, I, 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 no, hold on. I, I'm, no, stop. Maui, my beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep, 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 bop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar, bitches. I told Danny, if you want to cut a deal and if you want to, if, if you want to make like the boss moves, I would go after the airport. He goes, I know that idea. I said, tell my Chris, so go take him go, from his friend. Don't go, don't go after. Leave him alone. Go get the airport from his little brother, mm -hmm. that little bitch bonnet. I go, I go, what is with the bonnet? What is with bonnet? I said, bonnet thinks he's black. That guy don't think he's black. He thinks he's black. Skittles. I call the same thing. Skittles. He goes, why are they so close? 
Yeah. He's from Massachusetts. This kid, the one here, this kid is the dad. He's black. Yeah. 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 For MLK, for the parade that Herb used to organize, and we need all the council who wanted to join Herb on the flow, because he used to do a whole flow to be nice. Bonnie would be like, hey, Nuri, are you going to the MLK? Well, Herb invited me out, I'll go. Okay, I'm bringing whatever the kid's name is. I'm like, it's like the oddest thing. It's like black and brown on this flow. And then there's this, this white guy with this little black kid who's misbehaved. Este niño has no, he's, they're not even, yeah, no, they're not doing, the kid is bouncing off the effing walls on the floor, practically <laughs> tipping it over. There's nothing you can do to control him. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm over here trying to parent this kid. I'm like, you can't do that. I said, no. And Mike is like, you know, I'm like, you're not teaching your kid anything. <laughs> it's me and Karen Bass on the floor trying to check this little kid. <laughs> me, Karen Bass, and la esposa de Marquise, Carrie. And we're all looking at each other because we're the three women on the floor. Like, who's gonna f This kid's gonna tip us over. Because yeah. he's literally hanging on the rails. Jeez. Well, you can't let him, let him off because the, the, the spectators will beat his ass. Yeah. They're raising him like a little white kid, which I was like, this kid is a beat down. Like, let me, let me take him around the corner and then I'll bring him back. Yeah. So anyways, getting back to redistricting. Yeah. I don't think you'd have to be a genius to know that the last thing the Horn of Africa needs is more foreign military bases, more weapons and more European meddling. What we call our strategic relationship isn't about human flourishing, it's about the EU's ambitions as a superpower. There's now a new great game in the Horn of Africa. Greater and lesser powers are pockmarking the place with military bases. France, the US, China, Germany, Japan, Italy, Saudi Arabia all have a presence in the tiny area of Djibouti alone. Mercenaries are swarming in from all quarters. The entire region is being militarized. War is in the air. And what about the people? facing climate and food insecurity, none of this benefits them. We talk about instability, but we only make it worse. We flood the place with weapons, hand over the profits to European arms companies and charge the bill to our citizens. And then with the carnage, we go back in and we do it all again. It's a racket. Strategic relationship, it's one thing after another, isn't it? Really, it's the same as it ever was. And all I can say is, God save Africa from Europeans offering help. Can I show